she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. I'm curious to know how you celebrate and when you celebrate. I've been a long-term lover of celebration, even though I didn't always find it easy. And I found that I was a member of a rare breed in both life and business, people who tend to love celebration. I can contribute my excitable celebration tendencies to my Inspire Believer archetype. As a natural-born cheerleader and potentialist, she's always ready to illuminate the best in others and sees way beyond what you see for yourself and nearly always with an energy of excitement and celebration. Like I don't refer to her as the pom-pom waver for nothing. I'm not sure when I first began including a what are you celebrating component in my coaching experiences for one-on-one in groups, but it by far became one of my favorite things to ask. And I got such a buzz hearing the answers when they get shared. Well, you know, the answers when they get shared eventually. So many women are resistant to celebration and I found this puzzling as it comes now so naturally to me. I said I was puzzled by the whole resistance to celebration phenomena, so much so that I began writing a book on celebration in 2020. It was a stop-start experience because, well, you know, we all know what happened that year. But by mid-2021, I had recommitted to my celebration quest and to finishing and publishing Braggadacious, The Art of Bold Self-Celebration. I had a fire within to single-handedly, if needs be, change your relationship with celebrating. Welcome to a new episode of She Leads, She Thrives podcast. I'm Shannon Dunn, your host here in this wisdom space for ambitious, impact-creating souls of the world who are likely leaders of amazing businesses. Today is a bit of a party episode. Oh, it's a celebration episode. And as you may have caught in the end of last week's show, it's also, you know, which was about the power of impact, legacy, and self-leadership. We're close to the end of February, and that means it's my birthday very soon. Before I start talking more about the whole topic for today, I will just say 
If I don't sound like I usually do, my apologies. This is one of the things about recording solo shows real time to share them with you as close to in the moment as when you get to download and listen to them. Sometimes we're not always that well. And uh, my voice today is not as at its best, but I'm still here showing up, ready to share and to celebrate with you. Now, because it's my birthday very soon, the end of February, I wanted to talk about celebration, something I refer to as the braggadocious effect, and also to make reference to self-leadership as a coaching focus, because it's such an important thing, and celebration and self-leadership, for me, go hand in hand. Today, I'll also be sharing my birthday offer extravaganza. This is the one time each year I have a range of things available on offer for my community, I rarely discount anything because I'm increasingly conscious of ensuring my pricing is as inclusive as it can be for the exchange in value, experience and outcomes my community could achieve when we work together. But at birthday time, there is all sorts of fabulous on offer. So keep listening to the end of today's episode for what is in store. Their birthday offers will only be available for you as community members of my podcast world until about the 1st of March, 2023. It's going to be less than that for everyone else. So that gives you a few days to make your selection and to dive in and enjoy the birthday offers are available. But before we get stuck into birthday extravaganza sharing, let me talk about the braggadocious effect. Now that word braggadocious is totally made up. I love making up new words and have done it since childhood. I wanted a word that encapsulated self-celebration And in a journal writing session in 2021, I found myself writing the word brag and musing about what it actually means to brag about things and particularly about yourself. Before long, I'd written the word braggadocious and it stuck as the title of what would become my new book about self-celebration that I ended up publishing in early 2022. Now, it's often been referred to as braggalicious too, and I love that just as much, but the name of the book is Braggadocious. Now, to share with you the ins and outs of celebration, reasons we may or may not celebrate, and some of the stories I heard while gathering feedback about personal celebration during the writing of Braggadacious, I'm going to share some passages from the book. Now, I'm all about making things easier, so no point in rewriting something that is already in print. Yeah, so today you could look at it or think of it as a bit of a storytelling session. So if you're able to, you might want to grab a cuppa, settle in, and as I'm sharing passages from braggadocious, I want you to think about your relationship to celebration. Think about some of the things I share, the stories of others, the reasons we may or may not celebrate when we do and don't celebrate, and just reflect on your own experiences. Okay, let's dive in and open up the conversation about celebration. I believe there is not enough self-celebration being expressed by women in the world. So now that's out in the open, I want to say I'm determined to change that. So determined that I've given the art of bold self-celebration a name and turn it into its own thing, a living expression of celebration in the world. To celebrate boldly, creatively, fully, wildly, compassionately, inclusively, artfully is to be braggadocious. A question I've often been perplexed by is, why is it that celebration of any kind is so difficult for a multitude of women the world over? Why are some women so effortless with their celebrations, confidently declaring their latest accomplishments to the world, hot in the heels of a recent win, while others struggle to acknowledge even the smallest of things? 
I've pondered these questions often. Sometimes I feel I have insights and possible answers. Other times I have no idea what's going on. Similarly, no clue as to why this is something that's such a struggle for so many. Now, I'm not suggesting there's no celebration. No, there is celebration at times. It's frequently conditional celebration, though. Conditional on some imagined guidelines or expectations. Conditional on the stars and planets aligning a certain way. Conditional on someone else's encouragement, perhaps. Conditional on external validation. Conditional on your curated life to share on social media. Being good enough when you compared to your peers. Maybe conditional as a form of security, safety even. Conditional on too many things. These conditions are robbing you of living life more fully. They're robbing you of experiencing a state you deserve to know, a state of totally thriving. The conditions hold you back. They limit you. The conditions get in the way. They can and will prevent you from things like positive emotions, being able to trust yourself and others, tapping into your wisdom, building confidence, making decisions, being more you each day. Now, my work as a coach working with women in leadership and business for close to two decades and backed by my experience as a counsellor and transpersonal art therapist, I've sat across a table in circles, in rows and rooms with women from all walks of life. I've sat at my laptop and phone interacting with you online. I've stood at lecterns on stages speaking and teaching to you. And in these times, I've witnessed too many women apologise for existing ignore their strengths, deny their accomplishments, deflect compliments, shy away from attention, defer to the next person who they believe to be more qualified or deserving or some other justification story made up in their head. Diminish themselves. Judge when others celebrate. Judge when others draw any attention to them and what they've achieved. Choose others over themselves. Block their ambition. Actively prevent themselves from celebration. If you recognize your own responses to celebration opportunities in the list above, that's awesome. You can't change what you don't recognize. So now you have awareness, the first step to making a permanent shift in a new direction. One inclusive of self-celebration. I can put my hand up to owning having experienced many of the things listed above. I still have ingrained social, gender and cultural conditioning influencing my innate response to celebration, despite making a conscious choice to actively celebrate me, who I am, who I'm becoming, what I create and what I teach and share. I still fall into a lifelong habit of celebrating others before I celebrate myself. It's a natural instinct for me to consider others first. I think the same may be the case for you. It is for women everywhere, irrelevant of who you are, where you are, what you do. It's also a trait of the Inspired Believer archetype that I and many women and members of our fabulous community have. That's okay. It's a fact. But let's agree from this point forward that there is a start, this is a start of a new way to be, a new way to think, a new way to act, a new way to respond, a new way to express and honour yourself in the world. From this point forward, I invite you to welcome the next year as an experiment in celebration, an experiment in celebrating you, an experiment in something like calling braggadacious the art of bold self-celebration with you as a star. If you like guidance and support, then get yourself a copy of Braggadacious the book. I wrote it as a 12-month companion journey to guide you to meet your experience of self-celebration and amplify it. As you engage with the book, if that's what you choose, then let her become part of your life as you'll discover all multitude of things 
come into existence when self-celebration is what you do and who you are as a woman who knows how to celebrate. A woman who actually does celebrate starting with herself first. Consider this year as your chance to begin something that supports you for the remainder of your hopefully long and thriving life. See it as cultivating a practice, a practice that is one offering awareness, consciousness, intentionality, permission, possibility, potentiality, expansion, freedom, intuition, wisdom, humility, creativity, curiosity, happiness, comparison, competition, choice, personal leadership. And cultivate this practice, your braggadacious year of self-celebration, through the lenses of these things. Curiosity. When you explore with an inquisitive sense of intrigue, and you do so without attachment, judgment, or making meaning of your discoveries. Compassion. When you welcome your heart into the experience and approach everything with gentleness, kindness, self-love, and appreciation. And ingeniousness. Where you own the fact that you have wisdom, a combined lived and learned experience, and the reality it is all of incredible value as the embodiment of you expressed wisely in the world. And effortlessness, we could add that in too, where you choose a path that is spacious, make decisions fueled by belief it can be easier, and by simply approaching everything with a how can this be easier curiousness each time it feels challenging, overwhelming, heavy, or hard. Here are some of my thoughts on resistance to celebration. Now, I didn't originally plan to include this section in the braggadocious book, but as I reached out to my global community and network of incredible women, women in business, entrepreneurs, leaders, dreamers, soul searchers, healers, guides, creatives, friends, mothers, sisters, grandmothers, I recognize an interesting pattern. One I wanted to share for you, no matter your relationship with celebration and particularly self-celebration. It's not always an easy thing to be open to and engage in celebration. There are realities playing out in your life and in the world that can compete with your desire or wish to celebrate at any level. While I'm a demonstrative advocate for more celebration and self-celebration, I also know the realities of living through times when celebrating doesn't even enter your mind or your, or your heart. The writing of this book was a process of creating over about an 18-month period. It's coincided with a time in my life when I was emerging from the other side of a significant life shift, the end of my marriage in 2019 and subsequent divorce. Now, the end of this arduous relationship that was not what I dreamed it would be was difficult, definitely, I should say, something to celebrate even though it didn't feel like it in the immediacy of the end. The writing has also been at a time when I was in a space and place of realigning and coming home to myself. It was an opportunity to search my soul for my inner compass and reset the course for my future vision to become actualized. There were so many times when celebration and self-celebration were way down on my list of priorities. Some days it was all about surviving and thriving was somewhere out there in the ether. Also, the more I showed up in my business with the energy of celebration, the more I could see and sense the expansion of things to celebrate across all areas of my life. The writing phrase of Bagadacious was also a time when change in the world was rapid and unrelenting. A global pandemic is an interesting time to write about celebration. 
the duality of being human and of living with every possible emotion and experience playing out simultaneously internally and externally can be incredibly disconcerting. If you haven't been shaken up and shaken around somewhat since early 2020, then I don't know what kind of world you live in. I do know many who would be envious of your reality. But with the reality of what we have collectively lived through, celebration could feel like a distant experience and something some, that you used to know but no longer feel familiar with. These realities and the ups and downs of life will continue to influence you in their unique ways for as long as you live. Sometimes the influences are large scale in terms of their impact and reach. And at other times, they are personal and very much focused on your immediate world and not the greater universe in which we all live. For now, but let's me get back to the observations I made when reaching out to my extensive and growing global community. Initially, I shared posts requesting thoughts, words, and contributions on how you celebrate. And I did this in groups online. I found that it was a great place to go to seek out groups on social media. Sometimes these requests received a few responses and there were other times that there was no response at all. Now I get the social channels can be super busy and it's easy to miss an important post or request from someone, even if you actively are following them. I wasn't despondent to the limiting responses to these requests. I'm an optimistic realist at heart. I thank my inspired believer archetype for that. So I kept writing and reflecting and knew that there would be another opportunity to share my request. The real observation about celebration and collective potential resistance to it came when I created a list of names of incredible women I have at some point, probably in the time of writing this book, connected with in some profound way. Women who've inspired me, women who have achieved so much growth, women who are friends, some I've known a long time, some newer connections. I reached out with an invitation to send me a contribution as I decided at the very beginning of mapping out the content context and concept for the braggadocious book they wanted to include the voices of women worldwide sharing how they celebrate i outlined what the book was about and shared context of how much to share as i've been asked multiple times for guidance on this i explained who the book was for and why i wanted her to contribute then one of these three things happened and they happened in varying degrees and the third response was one that gave me the feels though The first response, I got an excited and offered rapid, rapid reply with a yes, I want to contribute and I'll send you something ASP. And then they followed through. Such beautiful words shared, raw, real, vulnerable, excitable examples of celebration for themselves in life and work. No hesitation, abundant gratitude for being asked and enthusiastic willingness to be involved. The second kind of response I got, the message and the one or two gentle nudges got ignored. That's completely fine. We get busy. I know what my messenger feed on Facebook and Instagram can be like. So busy at times and I can miss important messages or intend to go back and read them and then simply they fall down the feed until I don't see them as unread messages. All good. Then the third kind of response. I got a response, but it was a decline. Often with a comment along the lines of, I don't have anything to share or I don't have anything to celebrate or I don't celebrate or I'm not good enough to be in your book. These messages made me feel sad. I felt disappointed that so many women are in the world feeling like this. 
I felt disheartened that there are so many women people, but women especially, in this instance, who felt that they had nothing to share. I sensed judgment, I sensed fear, I sensed a whole range of not enoughness, and I sensed sadness. I felt worthiness and deservability, a lack of both present in their messages. I also became ignited and more determined than ever to get this book published and to open up the conversation about celebrating in all its forms with a compassionate emphasis on self-celebration and an invitation for more of it. There could be a range of reasons why celebration hasn't been a natural thing for you. And there are some possible influences included that I'm going to share with you coming up. I want to share that with you that I wholeheartedly believe every individual on this planet is worthy and worthy of celebration. Just as I believe that every woman and person on this earth has a birthright to thrive. You deserve to experience celebration. You're an, uh, as available to be in a state of celebration as much as the next person and the one on the other side of them. You are worthy. You are deserving. You living in the world each day is worth celebrating. I want to end this kind of piece by encouraging you to consider celebration, self-celebration from a simple perspective. In this next section or this next kind of piece that I'm going to share with you, I'm going to share about celebrating your own way as an added encouragement to do what works for you. The very first step may be to open to the possibility of celebration. If it has not been something you've done often or at all, then start with small steps, baby steps even. An occasional celebration that works for you is still a celebration and so valuable. Celebration is not a volume thing. The quality of your celebration on your terms is far more important than the quantity and type of celebration. I truly see, know and trust that every individual globally has something to celebrate. I see, know and trust this like I believe there is always something to be grateful for. Imagine if celebration was something you simply did. Imagine if celebration was expansive and fun. Imagine if in celebrating others, you opened to the possibility of celebrating yourself more. Imagine if celebration was filled with gratitude, compassion, and love. Imagine if celebration was available all the time. Imagine if celebration was whatever I wanted or you wanted it to be. Imagine if celebration was grounded and supported you to embody your experiences. You know, imagine if celebration, you can finish that any way you like. But let's talk about celebrating in your own way. I'm a big believer of finding your own path. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I'm sure you've heard me refer to that already. I believe in you being you and releasing the often preconditioned notion that fitting in means changing yourself to be like another or others or to conform to some way or some or many ways perhaps. I've learned in my five decades on this earth that it is unnecessary and that adjusting yourself to fit in with a desire to experience the same kind of success, happiness, love and satisfaction as you see and know another woman is experiencing is one of the greatest disservices you can do to and for yourself. Can to form to conform is to give away or deny parts of you, to fall in line with another's ideas of what is acceptable. It is to change who you innately are. Sometimes I've observed conforming as a way to fit in. Sometimes it happens because you simply aren't yet sure or confident in who you are. I've seen it a lot in, the, in my multiple decades in business. 
And at times it is easy to see what has contributed to the conforming. And at other times I'm unsure as to why. Like I don't really need to understand why though. I need, or not I need, I want you, this is an invitation. I want you to think about why you do what you do in life, in career, in business. Are you intentionally making decisions, taking action and finding your own way? Learning to be okay with the unknown and the uncertainty? Being uncomfortable while you shift into greater levels of comfort? Open to increased self-awareness? I believe finding your own path in the world and being you are foundational aspects of self-awareness important for living a fully expressed life filled with self-celebration. I believe these things in relation to all aspects of life, career and business. I believe these things in relation to celebration. In fact, trying to celebrate the way others celebrate because you think it's how it's done isn't the way to celebrate. It could be completely out of alignment for who you are, what you believe and what you value. And it probably won't feel like you think celebration will feel. Celebration, like so many things in our lived experience, has diverse expressions. In today's world, we often become witness to celebration via social media. We may also still get to partake in all kinds of celebrations with others for the milestones experience. Could be for birthdays, life milestones, accomplishments, awards, through just the sake of its, you know, celebrations with family, friends, community. The extremes of celebration often influence the way you celebrate or what you believe celebration to be, or why you believe celebration is warranted. There are the brash, bold, loud, confetti, balloons and bubbles, bubble machine or champagne kinds of celebrations you see plastered all over your social media channels. And they may feel fun, enticing and enriching. It may be something you can't do just yet or something you plan to do in the future. It may feel expansive and energizing and leave you inspired and motivated if it does that's awesome celebrating you and with and with you metaphorically for all of that but there's often a flip side seeing those kinds of celebrations on your social media feeds may leave you with a feeling of dread wondering how you're ever going to pull that kind of celebration extravaganza off thinking it is the way people celebrate these days it's just not your style or it will cost more than the dollars you have available to spend right now. It feels frivolous, unnecessary, and a waste of time and money. It seems like a lot of work and as though it is drawing attention to you and showing off from a place of ego. It's so not your jam. As a side note here, there are some archetypes who are just not naturally wired to celebrate with ease and excitement. Nothing wrong with that. It's who you are. The things influencing when and how you celebrate can be multifaceted. While this book has been written for all of you who are and identify as female, there are certainly can be gender influences. There are also cultural influences. Some cultures are frequently loud and colourful, inclusive, and lead celebrations with a more than merrier approach. Other cultures in the world are more private with their celebrations and less inclined to celebrate for no obvious justifiable reason. There's also generational influences. If I think about the age range of the women I've worked with as clients, I found many younger women find it easier to celebrate. That's not to say that older women in my community are less likely to celebrate, but often they have so many other things to juggle that celebration and focus on themselves has not been a priority. Often they've spent much of their time caring for others and they've disconnected from the parts of themselves more inclined to celebrate. 
They don't consciously think to celebrate. Days morph into each other, weeks past, years go by and vanish, and somewhere in all that, celebration got lost. Now, another consideration to how you could, uh, how open you are, I should say, to celebration is related to mindset and beliefs. If you grew up in a family or environment where celebration was rare, then your comfort level celebrating may be different to the way your friend feels about and practices celebration based on her experiences of celebrating as a younger person. If celebration in the environment you spent the most time as a child was looked down upon as and referred to as something other families did, then you may feel celebration to be a foreign experience and resist it, judge it, ignore opportunities to celebrate. In contrast, if your family and those you spent time with growing up were big into celebration and acknowledging all kinds of things, then you will likely find celebration and celebrating others and yourself an easier thing to do. Your personal relationship with yourself is also an influencer on celebration. The messages I received that shared something along the lines of, I don't have anything to celebrate, immediately made me think about worthiness and deservability. I didn't send this quote from author Brene Brown, but I wanted to share it with so many people during the process of seeking contributions. If you need to read this, need to hear it, need to embody it, you know, think about it, read it silently, read it out loud. You'll be able to find this in the show notes in the transcript for this episode. Feel into this quote as many times as you want to. Renee Brown said, when you get to a place where you understand that love and belonging, your worthiness is a birthright and not something to have to earn, anything is possible. If you're a woman who sent me a message saying that you couldn't contribute for any reason or you didn't respond because you felt you had nothing to share, then know that I see you and I honour you. I believe in you. I celebrate you. And I believe with every cell of my body and expression of my soul that you can come to a place where you know what it means to celebrate and to celebrate yourself. My wish for you and all women reading this book or hearing what I'm sharing today in this episode of She Leads, She Thrives is that you enjoy this guided journey to celebration and that, you know, over time, month by month, you build a nurture, a nourishing relationship with celebration on your terms for you. Also know there is no way of celebrating that is right or wrong. No one way of celebrating is better than another way. The most important aspect of celebrating is finding your own way to do it. It could be bold, loud, and in your face. It could be quiet, private, and emotive. It could be shared with people important to you or shared on your social media channels or it may be solo and self-honoring in a unique, loving way. As I love to say to the women I work with, the quiet rebel women of the world, ingenious, wise, ambitious, creative, soulful, compassionate beings, you are charting your own path, using your own compass, and engaging with the world on your terms. You always have a choice, so act on that. Act on that reality. While you're doing so, you know that welcoming more celebration can make everything that much richer and rewarding. And really, how cool is that? This is time to cue the pom-poms and a dash of confetti. Well, my Inspire Believer archetype is in charge there. I'm totally on board with her. Let me share with you something that I shared in the Braggadocious book. Eight tips for the boldest experience of self-celebration in your Braggadocious year. Number one, 
buy yourself the most divine journal and pens to capture your learnings, insights, frustrations, and celebrations. Capturing these regularly is you stepping into and opening your self-awareness boldly, and that is a beautiful thing indeed. Number two, get a friend or two or three or ten or more maybe and share the experience each month. It could be like braggadocious club, could, could totally be a thing. In fact, set one up and share on your socials with braggadocious club as a hashtag. Number three, share in the online space and let the world know about your braggadocious moments and use the hashtag braggadocious or braggadocious moment when you post on social media. My team and I often search just to see if that's ever come up and I get such a buzz when I see those hashtags used. Number four of eight, set yourself monthly braggadocious goals and share them publicly so everyone you know can get on board. Accountability through sharing with those who are important to you is incredibly motivating. Number five, share your braggadocious moments regularly. We can make this a revolution of self-celebration if it's happening in isolation. It's not going to be something that everyone can get on board. We don't want to make it isolating and super quiet. When sharing, say on social media, again, add the braggadocious moment, hashtag, so the growing sisterhood of women celebrating can find you. Number six, create your own braggadocious rituals to expand your celebrations. Now, there's a creative exercise each month in the braggadocious book to help you with this. Number seven, have fun on the fabulous days, the challenging days, and every day in between. Fun, the way I look at it, equals expansion, and expansion equals the opportunity for more to celebrate and more thriving individually and collectively. And number eight, Use the experience of your year of bold self-celebration as a way to expand into more of who you are and to do so with conscious, considered, compassionate choice, joy, wisdom, and curiosity. Now, it wouldn't be the, I guess, an honoring thing talking about braggadocious if I didn't also talk about briefly the Thrifect archetypes and celebration. In braggadocious each month of your year of celebration, it's inspired by one of the Thrifect archetypes. For each of these treasures has her own style of celebration. There is a way to, there is, you know, I should say, yeah, really, there's way too much to share to go into all 12 archetypes and to do them justice in today's episode. So if you want to embrace the celebration style of each of the archetypes, get yourself a copy of Braggadacious. If you're in Australia, you can buy a copy direct from me and I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for that. If you're elsewhere in the world, then head to your preferred online book retailer to grab a copy. And whilst there is a Kindle version, because I like to make it as accessible as possible, know that my books were created to be enjoyed as books in print because they are full colour and full of energy and that translates in print. It doesn't translate so well in the digital options. Now, it's been fab ahead of my birthday at the end of this month, as I said, to talk about celebration with you all today. I hope it's inspired you to consider how you celebrate, when you celebrate, and to celebrate more. One of my favorite things to do in my group programs for years has been to start our live coaching sessions with asking everyone to share what they're celebrating. I mentioned that earlier. And it's not uncommon for some resistance to rise up at the beginning, but in no time, it's something people say they really look forward to. I started this to open the conversation about celebration, to normalize talking about it whilst redefining what it means and when to celebrate. So reach out and let me know about your celebration style and vibe. I really would love to know. And you know how to reach out to me on social media. I'm very easy to find. And tell me what your favorite kind of way to celebrate is. 
I really love the diversity of answers I receive when I reached out to my business community for their feedback and being able to share some of it in Braggadocious was so fun. I think we included contributions from nearly 50 women around the world. Now, I did say that I would share more about my birthday extravaganza office, so, and I have so much fun each year, each time we get to the end of February, deciding what to offer and what the savings will actually be. This year, there's five things available for a 51% off savings. As I said earlier, it's only for about a 72-hour window from the 25th to the 28th, but I'm going to extend that a little bit for us, for you as podcast listeners. Or perhaps some of the offers will be sold out because they some of them do have limits on them. I'm going to tell you more about next week's also superstar guest in a moment and why you want to be excited about that episode coming up at the beginning of March. But let me give you a very brief overview of the five birthday extravaganza offers available right now. If you're listening to this sometime after the end of February 2023, know that I do this every year and get yourself in my email community so you don't miss out next time. It's often the only time I offer significant savings on multiple things. Okay, offer share time. I feel like I need a bit of a drum roll or a confetti, confetti toss to consign with this, but you know, we're doing an audio share here, so it's not going to happen. Anyway, now, first up, you can choose from a Thrive Factor experience. So this is either a single session or a three-session package where you'll get to access to the Thrive Factor assessment, a personalized detail report capturing all of your Thrive Factor archetypes. And initially, if you choose a single session option, a one-on-one session with me to meet your archetypes. If you take the three-session option, in session two, we look at your business or career through the lens of your archetypes. And then in the third session, explore the points of harmony and potential disharmony between your archetypes. This kind of insight into exactly who you are is a next level experience in self-awareness, self-understanding and self-leadership. And I think this is the only time that it's had such a discount. 51% off a Thrive Factor experience is phenomenal. And I feel so excited to share it with you. Okay, there's also VIP one-on-one coaching day where we can dive into whatever is most helpful for you and your business right now. I've had clients use it to map out customer journeys, launch plans, profit pathways, realign their brand and offerings, and so much more. You choose what you want most in terms of coaching and experience on the day. And I will bring my decades of business expertise and we will create something phenomenal for you. Now, there's also a thriving birthday program bundle featuring five of my favorite live programs still to be hosted throughout this year. This one comes with a bonus one-on-one strategy session and access to the Thrive Factor assessment and your own personalized detailed report. It's valued at more than $2,500. So with 51% off, it's an absolute bargain. There is also a Voxer messaging coaching for one or three months. And this could be an ideal way to get business expert tease and guidance and tap into my, as I said, couple of decades of business and leadership experience anytime, Monday to Friday. I love using the Voxer Messenger app to communicate with my clients. It's so effortless as a way to coach you when getting on calls every couple of weeks doesn't work for you. And lastly, you can book a single or three session package for one of my newest one-on-one services, the Energetic Release and Reset. This is an ideal opportunity to shift through limiting beliefs, frustrations, unhealthy and unwanted patterns of emotion and behavior. As I said, there's a range of different ways to work with me at all kinds of different price points and all are 51% off, as I said, until probably for you guys listening on the podcast, the 1st of March, 2023. If you have any questions, reach out to hello at thrifactorco.com and Team Thrifactor will be happy to answer them. 
there's going to be a link in the show notes to access the birthday extravaganza offer page. We can read more about everything in detail and access the savings code. But really, thanks for celebrating with me, superstars. Even in a virtual way, it really means so much. Okay, next week, you're in for a real treat. One of my incredible clients joins me to share her wisdom on the topic of hormones. They're keeping it real, talking about all things that are going to support you as a woman founder in your business, as a leader, all the things. So yes, this new episode out early March is where Lou Carboni, Live Well Advocate from the Peppermint Tree, and I chat about her own hormone adventure that led her to becoming a qualified health coach with an additional hormone coaching specialty certification. I've been working with Lou for some time and have learned so much about the often mysterious world of hormones. So I was excited to get her in in the hot seat and to dive into conversation about women's hormones, perimenopause and menopause. Yeah, we're going there. And uh, all the good things Lou shared recently. Yeah, she shared this fact and I am sure most women are unaware of it. But in the you know reality, we spend more than 50% of our lives in either perimenopause or menopause as females. Yeah, 50%. Does that shock you? Because it certainly shocked me. I hadn't done the sums. Whether you are in one of those phases of life or a younger soul, know that it's something we can all go through at some stage. The wise souls let Lou and are here to educate us, guide us and support us to make the experiences as easeful as possible. As a woman uh, in menopause myself, I will say this and these the kind of things previous guests, Dasha Washburn, founder of Period Coach School, and Laura Dick, certified period coach and queen of cycle thinking. You know, with next week's guest, the live Live Well Advocate Lou Carboni teaches the kind of things I wish I'd known since before I began menstruating, and then wish I'd been taught over and over in my 20s, 30s, 40s, and beyond. So hope you tune in because you really don't want to miss a moment of episode of this next episode with Lou. So for now, though, it's time to sign off. I managed to get through the episode. I was so excited about sharing this. So, you know, we've got there, the husky voice and all. As always, superstar, superstar soul, dare to choose you, celebrate how phenomenal you are, keep shining, and always remember you were born to thrive. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over. 